Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I Think It's a Classic podcast. I'm Tannis Gale, and joining me again is my co-host, John Brummer. John, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You sound like you fell over there for a second. You okay? Uh, no, I was looking something up and, uh, music started playing and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, well, uh, shit, man. What have, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, not much. Um, you know, just doing my usual routine, working, <laughs> hanging out with the kid. Uh, I haven't even, I haven't even been playing. <laughs> playing music at all like no no drumming no uh this time of the year is kind of slow for the band so yeah i'm sure it's a pain in the ass to drive around wisconsin with the snow and all that and the risk force reward ratio might be a little more off than other seasons well that actually isn't so much the issue um i swear to god the uh leader of my band he would make me drive through 18 inches of snow if he could. But, um, you know, not a lot of people are booking right now because um, bar time is kind of slow due to the, the weather. I mean, we're, we're pick, it picks back up at, after the beginning of the year. But, uh, I mean, we were supposed to play a gig uh, a few days ago on the weekend. But that got canceled due to what was supposed to be a 14-inch snowstorm, uh, which turned out to not be anywhere close to that. But uh, the the bar owner, you know, he has to look at out for his bottom end um, or bottom line or whatever it is. And uh, he decided to cancel because he figured no one would show up. Ah, lame. Well, sorry to hear about that. And uh, hey, John, we're going to take a quick pause here. All right, we fixed the uh, audio problem. Sorry if you heard that on John's end there, folks. But um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that gig got canceled, John. That's it's always shitty to lose a little fun and a little pay. Yeah. Oh, well, it happens. Yeah. Um, have you been doing any shows lately? I have not. I don't. I think the last show I went to was that uh, uh, the Drew Gooden, Danny Gonzalez thing I was telling you about back in October. So I, I've been really like, n there there hasn't been anything I've really wanted to go to. And other financial stuff has been taking precedence in that regard. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, I had quite a November full of shows. I went to three shows in November. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a hell of fun. Uh, what was it? On November 13th, uh, Candy and I went to go see one of her favorite bands, Pinback. Are you familiar with Pinback at all? I've heard of them. I don't think I've ever listened to them. It's kind of cool for a uh, lack of, you know, me being able to compare it to too much. Um, It's... Kind of like a, it's like a prog indie pop kind of band, and ah, they're just really pretty sounding, and uh, they got fucking wonderful songs, and I don't know, they they were amazing live. They had a cool video show. Um, I'm not remembering the band that opened up for them, but uh, Rob Crow from Pinback, 
who is also in the band Goblin Cock, if you've ever heard of them. Um, <clears throat> he was also playing no, in the I opening. Have not. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like a goofy uh, doom metal band, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun to go with Candy because it was one of her favorite bands of all time, and they were the tickets for the show went on sale the morning of her birthday, so I was able to pick them up like literally, like happy birthday, look at this kind of thing, you know. Well, cool. Yeah, 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 and yeah, we just had a blast, and um. Yeah, it was just a fun time, and afterwards we got to hang out and just, she had to wait for the bus to get back home, and so we just walked around Seattle for a little bit, and she killed time with me while I was waiting for the ferry, and yeah, we just had a really nice night out. Pinback was a fucking great band to go see, so if uh, they ever play at Riot Fest or something, you should totally stop by that stage. I will do that. I, I know I've heard of them. Um, and I know I've heard nothing but good things, but for whatever reason, I've kind of missed the boat on them. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They were a band that I had never heard of until I started dating Candy and yeah, I, I've come to really, really enjoy them. It was a fantastic show. That's awesome. And then, uh, the next week I got to see one of my favorite bands of all time. The mighty cave returned to Seattle for the last, uh, stop of their tour. That's cool. Did uh, someone end up uh, taking you up on the offer of uh, taking that ticket? No. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm ashamed of you, audience. You must have all been busy. And I even tried to give it away on Sonic Death Wall because I did at the at, you know a week beforehand when nobody had gotten a hold of me. I was like, all right, and I got a hold of one of our friends to go with me, and then he had to cancel, kind of on the way there. And that was kind of a bummer, so I tried to get rid of it at the last minute, couldn't, but, you know, it was surprisingly not sold out. I was kind of slightly bummed for, for Cave-In. I was like, oh, what the hell, man? You guys deserve better than this for a last show? Like, there's, there shouldn't be too much room at El Corazon. I shouldn't be able to just walk up to the front. But nonetheless, they fucking slayed it. It was really cool to see Nate Newton from Converge and Doom Riders um, playing bass with Cave-In in place of Caleb Schofield, who passed away earlier this year. and Yeah, it was really a cool, heartfelt experience. But before I get more into Caven, it was um, a couple of bands opened. Eris opened, and they're a, a pretty good hardcore band. They kind of reminded me of Cult Leader a little bit. Um, really screamy and dark, and I, I enjoyed them. And then after that, uh, the Primals played, and I think the Primals are on Southern Lord, or just released an album on Southern Lord, and... They were kind of a cool, like, uh, heavy rock and roll band. Um, I didn't watch them too much because me and Candy were just kind of hanging out in the bar because we wanted to catch up with each other for a few during the show at some point. But, uh, yeah, yeah. after the Primals played, uh, I got to see Helms Elie for the second time this year, and it's always a treat to see that band. I saw them earlier this year with Earth, and, uh, yeah, wow. seeing them with Caven was really great because, uh, their album, Noctiluca, is one of my favorite albums of this year. Spoiler alert for the mini-episode where we talk about that kind of thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. I got a sick Caven poster for, that was made just for the Seattle show. And I was really happy about that. And um, they were also selling Zazobra, a, a Zazobra t cassette tape. That was a couple of demos that Caleb Schofield never released. And if you're not familiar with Zazobra, they're... Um, they're a pretty heavy band, uh, 
It's Caleb Schofield's kind of solo project band. And uh, they were really fantastic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss there being a lack of that band in uh, the ether of heavy music. Um, but then, yeah, after Helms Lee Caven played, and goddamn, it was fantastic. It was really cool because I remember, you know, we saw Caven years ago. What was that 2001 or 2000? Yeah, yeah 2001, like maybe. So we saw them in 2001, and I remember, um, for their encore that night, they came and played Luminance as the very last song. Yeah. And when I saw them this time, they opened with Luminance, and it was this really cool feeling of uh, picking up right where we left off. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was really kind of special to me, and um, I got to see them play Juggernaut and Moral Eclipse, which was fantastic. It was, oh, wow. Yeah, I, yeah it, was, it was pretty awesome. I should uh, send you the video, a fella on... Um, Sonic Deathwall, a uh, shout out to Ethan, I think it is. He actually has some really nice footage of the show that he threw on YouTube, and um, some of the stuff that he got was Moral Eclipse and Juggernaut in its entirety, and the sound is really good for how close he was. It was funny by his position, you know, from where he's filming. I was like, holy crap, he was the guy, like, just pretty much right in front of Candy off to the right of where we were standing. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really fantastic, and, um, they, you know, during the show, they said some heartfelt stuff, and they played stuff from the new album, which is really heavy emotionally and sonically, and that was really, really nice to hear live. Um, and just seeing Nate Newton, I mean, that guy just rules, and just seeing him, like, do the big riff scream and playing all these songs that I've loved for years, like exactly how Caleb played them was, it was just, ah, it just felt so special. And I'm, yeah, so glad that they decided to do this tour, you know, with just keep on going. And uh, it made me really happy to be part of that last show. And at the very end, uh, Nate was saying like, like, Hey, this bass and you know, this is, this is Caleb's base, like, and so, you know, he's here with us, you know, even though he's not, and, like, at the very end, like, he, like, stepped out, like, to the center of the stage and, like, held the base out and, like, signaled people to come up and just, like, strum it and touch it, you know, reach up and strum it with our hands, and I got to do that, and that honestly made me choke up a little bit, kind of, I kind of got misty, because I just felt, I don't know just felt so goddamn special because that band i've just been such a super fan of since i was a kid and yeah i just really love them a lot and so yeah that was the cave-in experience it was really fantastic and i got a sick sweatshirt too <laughs> that's cool yeah finally got a cave-in hoodie <laughs> awesome yep yeah and then uh let's see what else did we do oh yeah candy and i again <laughs> with her parents went to go see the Black Keys and Modest Mouse at the Tacoma oh. Dome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen Modest Mouse and I've never been to the Tacoma Dome, so it was pretty cool. Um the only kind of like ah bummer part was during Modest Mouse, most of the crowd was sitting down, kind of except for the people that were right in front of us, so I didn't actually see most of Modest Mouse cuz <laughs> I knew I'd be standing during the entirety of Black Keys, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. 
save my energy. And I'm glad to see that her parents kind of did the same thing as well for the most part. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, go ahead. I'm really surprised you'd never seen Modest Mouse before. Yeah, me too. It's just one of those things that never happened. Whatever bumper shoots I went to, like I was always the off year when they weren't there, when they were always playing there, it seemed like every other year. And, you know, I've never been to a Sasquatch. And uh, I, it just, it never happened. There's a certain point with that band where I just stopped paying attention. And I never stopped liking them or whatever. And when their new stuff comes on, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, and it's old stuff, you know, definitely holds a bigger place in my heart, like Lonesome Crowded West, especially my favorite album by them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just I honestly, never got around. To, to be completely honest with you, after Lonesome Crowded West, there's a few songs here and there, um, but I, I pretty much stopped paying attention to them after that. Yeah, I don't know. I like the, uh, you know, um, what is it? Long Drive with Nothing to Think About or whatever. The one that's like I'm a collection of B-sides and stuff. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Are you sure that wasn't before? That's what I can't remember. Oh. I can't I'm remember if it sure was in between before. Lonesome Crowded West and Moon and Antarctica. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen them, I think, four times. And, uh... Well, actually, technically five times because Riot Fest 2015, I was walking out of the festival as they were playing. Gotcha. Um, I uh, sat over at the Prodigy stage and watched like two or three songs of them just to be like, well, that was something I've seen. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> Then I, I I walked out, and this was the the last year. You remember where the main stages were, like the stage that we saw the Misfits on? Yeah. That was the uh, the entrance on the first year that I went. Oh, okay. So as you you know, as you're leaving, um, in that old setup, um you could actually watch the band on the left side and the left side of the stage was where the last main act of the night would play. And um, so I was watching them as I was walking out. It was actually, I wish that they would still do that because uh, it was a lot easier to, to get to the train from there instead of having to walk the whole entirety of the park. Right. But um Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember the year we went. It sounds like it was almost the reverse because the year we went, the first thing you walk in and there's like the the punk stage or whatever it was that night, just like yeah. immediately on your left, and it was like, oh shit, here we are. And then you walked past yeah. that, and it was like, oh, there's the main stages. Like, it seemed like a good entrance, but yeah, leaving was a nightmare. It was like you had to go out of the park and then walk all the way back up around it to get any. Or ugh. Yeah, that that was. Um... I, well, that was the only year that they, they did that setup that I was talking about where you could actually leave from the back of the park. Yeah. Um, and as you were leaving, you could watch, you know, whoever was playing. Um, they they had two entrances that year, essentially, and then they uh, uh, chopped it down to one. Gotcha. Um, 
and it's been that way ever since it's kind of annoying it it's made me late for a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah i can imagine oh. trying to get out of there to go to like club shows or some shit's probably a nightmare well, I, I've never, I've never even gone to a club show. Those always sell out before I even think about, you know, whether or not I want to risk going to them. I'm talking about like, uh, like this year, um, we were, yeah, we were trying to get there. I wanted to get there and see a little bit of the village people, just to, again, just to be like, oh yeah, you know, we saw this, right, and, right, right. Um, also, I wanted to get there by three o'clock on Sunday so we could see less than Jake. And uh, we, I think we were getting off the train at 2.30 and we were walking in um, as the village people were playing Macho Man. We watched like, like a minute or two because we literally got onto the grounds at like, I think 2.54 or something like that. Mm. And then we had to go all the way to uh um to one of the the further stages away and uh so we could see less than jake and we actually i, I ended up having a run me and noah were running a little bit because we were gonna miss them we we got there and they were halfway through johnny questings for sellouts <laughs> right on right on so yeah well, back to my story dick I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not even like high enough energy to fight back right now. Poor John. You're so fucking yeah. tired. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I uh I'm just uh not energetic tonight and I don't know why. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Well I'll hurry it up here. Um it was really cool, uh the, the Black Keys Modest Mouse show because as me and Candy were eating dinner, I was like, is there like another band opening up? There has to be, right? Like, you know, the the band that everybody files into. There's usually that at one of these big shows. And uh, it turned out to be Shannon and the Clams. And that made me really fucking stoked. Are you familiar with that band at all? No, never even heard of them. Oh. Well, uh, they're kind of a uh, almost doo-wop-y garage rock band that is pretty weird and pretty awesome. And their singer Shannon Shaw is fucking fantastic and has an amazing voice and yeah, they're just really catchy, and ah, it was a really it was a big treat to see them again. Because in 2014, I think it was uh, on Halloween, my buddy Richie and I went to go see them, and that was a lot of fun. And yeah, it felt good. It, it felt good to see this band. I really appreciate that's kind of like you know on this undergroundy kind of garage rock scene, like you know have a a big arena moment in front of me like ah they just kicked ass it was great um cool and the black keys were great and they had the most like over the top stage setup like iron maiden huge stage setup that was uh i don't know probably one of the best light shows i've ever seen at a at a gig like really yeah it was just it was cool it was this big screen that had like a big like V around it that almost looked like it was made out of lightning or over it, and um, like but the V was big enough to where like the big circle part of the the screen was totally visible, and uh, then this these weird light structures that all moved up and down in different ways, and it was just not what I expected from the Black Keys, and 
it's just kind of funny how that band went from a, a dumpy little blues rock band to these like fucking ridiculous arena rock radio dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is a little surprising, but um, but they they killed it live. Those songs are a lot of fun to hear, really loud, and those those guys know how to sell a show, and it's really fun to watch Pat Carney drum, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've honestly never seen them live, but I was always kind of surprised every time I saw like pictures, um, or any video of their performances, how you know intricate or whatever spectacular their their uh, light show was. Because I figured they'd probably you know pull out like a Pearl Jam type thing where they literally just have the house lights, and that's it, you know. Um, and so it was kind of surprising that, you know, they, they throw such a big show on, you know, essentially a band that's consists of only two people. I mean, I know they have, uh, you know, touring musicians with them, but yeah, yeah. even when I, you know, especially for a band that's biting so hard on the white stripes, um, when I saw the white stripes, they didn't have, I don't think that's a fair, the biting on them. Well, I mean, you know, the the essentially it, it was it I seems mean, like Jack, I, I think it's like a thing of like parallel thinking where Jack White was like, I'm going to construct this thing. I think it's more those two dudes were the only two dudes in their band because they really didn't like want to play music with other people. You know, well, there, it, it there, wasn't like, hey, what some... we're going to do is be like a two piece band. And, you know, they never had to fire a bunch of other people from their band or anything like. Well, okay. So there, there are def definitely comparisons. Uh, you know, it's yeah, but that, I think that also boils down to the the blues isn't that elastic. To where if you do it one way, it just kind of can sound a lot like another configuration of doing the blues. I, I guess. I mean, maybe not biting, but there's definitely similarities. Um. And, you know, even Jack White, like, he kind of pointed that out at some point, you know, that they they kind of were doing the same thing he was. I, I don't I don't think it's an exact ripoff and I don't think they're an exact copy, but the the same there's similar ideas there. How about that? Um, but the one time that I saw the White Stripes, that was at the uh, convention center that's right next to um, that's between. Safeco Field and uh, whatever. What what the fuck is the Seahawks? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Quest yeah. Field Event Center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's where I saw. That's where I saw the Black Keys the the second time I saw them. Oh. Yeah. Weird. And the Stooges yeah. <laughs> the second time I saw them. Yeah. Oh, that was at the Stoo uh You saw the Stooges there. Yeah, as well. Not at the same show, but. Oh yeah. It it, it I didn't know that they still did shows there. Oh, well, that was a while ago, you know, whenever the weirdness came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. uh, I was going to say, I mean, I saw the White Stripes there in 2003, hmm. I think. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it there was not, a, there was no real light show. There was no, you know, the, I mean, literally it was, stage lights um you know a couple of 
light shining on Jack and maybe a light shining on Meg, and that was the whole show. Gotcha, gotcha. So that was kind of more what I would have expected from the Black Keys. It's not like, you know, they're 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 not writing um super elaborate, you know, concept albums that that or you know and and the music isn't that trippy it's you know fairly straightforward i'm not I'm not saying anything bad about it but you know you're i i just didn't expect the same light show you'd get uh from like a nine inch nails or a tool or whatever yeah um, it was it was something else like yeah it surprised me as well <laughs> yeah yeah so well shit that's all i have to say about my shows and kind of anything else um john do you have anything else to add uh not on any of that kind of stuff cool uh well one thing i did want to say before we go to all you listeners if you want to stop by our facebook page and give us a like just look up i think it's a classic we would much appreciate it and then um we're going to be putting out a post and we want to hear from you and what your top five albums of 2015 are and if even if it's just a top five songs we want to hear about it i want to hear what y'all have been listening to i want to hear what you were into and uh, yeah, also, I want to hear about your top one podcast. And if it's not this one, I won't be reading your list. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but no, seriously, we want to hear from you. Um, our last mini so episode of the year after our uh, Stooges Funhouse episode will, or no, it's going to be after our Icarus Line uh, Black Lives at the Golden Coast episode. Yeah. So after that episode is going to be our uh, end of year episode where we'll be talking about music and uh, what our favorite stuff was this year, some of our favorite shows. And uh, if you all want to participate, we'll be talking about some of your favorite stuff, too. So um, hit us either of us up or if you know us in real life, contact us, you know, through the normal means. Um, that's more than OK as well. Uh, John, do you have anything else? Um. Well, this week I was... Uh working and as i work i usually listen to xm radio and i heard them talking about an interesting thing uh apparently there is this app called cameo where you can um essentially pay celebrities a certain amount of money to uh give certain greetings uh you know you'd think that this would be uh something that you would use to send birthday greetings or happy anniversaries or, um, you know, anything along the lines of that. Well, there was a girl that used uh, Sugar Ray Frontman's Mark McGrath to uh, essentially break up with her boyfriend uh, through one of these greetings. Um, she paid him $100 to do this. And the weirdest thing about it is, is that it turns out that this guy's favorite band is Sugar Ray. Oh, that is some so, cold-hearted shit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I was, I was thinking about it, and this is why I kind of wanted to bring it up. Um, right. I, I think in all the ways that I've been broken up with over the years, um, you know, and, and a lot of those were essentially, like, just ignoring me until like i got the hint that we weren't together and then getting mad at me if i was like uh so are we together and then you know that it was it was a lot of fun to deal with i i was thinking about this and i was thinking you know if i open my phone 
and there was Roger Waters and he was telling me, Hey, you know, this person doesn't want to be with you anymore. Um, I, I actually think that it would be better compared to what I have been through. <laughs> I, I, it would be hard, you know, it would be hard to take it first and I'd be like, well, this is just great. You know, it, it'd be kind of like, you know, Radiohead showing up to, uh, that, that one kid's, uh, uh, you know, in, in South Park when, when Cartman chopped up that kid's parents and then Radiohead showed up and they were laughing at him for crying <laughs> and whatever. It, at first it would feel kind of like that, but then I'd be like, you know, hey, I got a personal greeting from my favorite singer out of it and I got the truth. I didn't get like, you know, shuffled around and like lied to a bunch more. Um, Except for he gets, is... he gets way too cold about it. And he's like, Johnny, do you think you'll die alone? <laughs> you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would, uh, that would bring me back into sad, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 I, I think of all the possible ways, although I don't, I mean, I don't want to say this and then, ha you know, see this become the most popular way to break up with someone. This, I don't think is the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. What if, uh, what if somebody paid, uh, Ivan Moody to break up with you? Wouldn't that be fun? Now that would be like, I'd be, I'd probably end up on the side of a building, like, you know, the. I'd probably end up at the, you know, the, at the ledge of a building is what I'm saying, you know, uh, pacing back and forth and having to be talked down from, you know, like by a police chief or something. Yeah, but then you like uh, listen to a five finger death budge song about like your inner strength and then you become like a huge fan of them and like then his plan totally worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, that would most likely happen, you know, <laughs> because I it's not like I haven't heard all of their or a good chunk of their songs to begin with. I have I not. mean, really, if you hear one of their songs, you've heard most of their songs. It's uh, shitty metal riffs, shitty vo uh, lyrics about how, you know, I'm being persecuted by someone, but I will overcome. Um, it's all the same song it's if, almost if, like if, it's if, almost like the band shat but if they were like hey man what if this was like serious uh you know because that's always what i think of is the shat song coming and going when i, I think of five i don't know if i ever heard that one well we don't need to get into it now it's 2019 <laughs> let's not talk too much about shat yeah that's yeah we we're, we're gonna get me too if we do <laughs> No, we won't. Just Jeff Woodwell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that dude is in an insane asylum somewhere, so he's probably good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Let's, uh, let's look it up. Let's see what Jeff Wood's doing. Let's. Jeff. Well, I did. I there, there was an episode that he did with Travis Keller of the Buddyhead uh, podcast. At some point, he um he got shot in uh -huh. the head. You, did you hear about that? Yes. Oh, yeah. And he everything he was saying on the podcast was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I need to go unearth that and check that out. And yeah, you should too, folks. Or don't. I don't want people coming back on me because they're like, I listened to this on your suggestion. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't don't listen to it. There. I told you um, not to. I, I mean, it is. It was a, a highly entertaining. 
um, episode. I mean, really, I think there was only like seven episodes of the Buddyhead podcast. Yeah. Um, it it has he has he he uh, stopped doing that like four years ago. So yeah. But um, anyway, to to put a pen on what we're talking about, um, yeah, I I. <laughs> I just thought that this whole thing was really interesting. I, it was probably it would probably be the last thing I would expect. Now, you know, if I was a happy person who had been, you know, living a fairly happy life, this would probably be devastating to have Mark McGrath if he was my favorite singer, which he's not. <laughs> but if if you know to have my favorite singer, you know, essentially give me a message of breaking up and whatever, um, that would be probably pretty devastating. Um, although, I mean, I think even this, this kid who did get broken up with, um, he, he probably saw the silver lining in it. Um, yeah, at least he won't want to listen to a shitty band anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard actually nothing but good things about mark mcgrath uh for as much of an asshole as that guy seems to be it i don't hear anything like really bad about him i mean there is a weird video where someone calls gets, him sugar gay yeah and he gets, and he gets really gets... mad <laughs> it's but the the thing about that video he gets really mad for just a little bit and then he goes back to being goofy mark but then he gets really mad again because the kid won't leave and yeah. then he goes back to being goofy mark it's a it's a it's an insane video is what it is i honestly feel like if he uh if those cameras weren't around like oh that kid would have gotten knocked the fuck out probably <laughs> yeah most likely and the thing you know here's the thing it's too. just it is really funny to see a grown man react to so something uh, and never mind the homophobic connotations in 2019. Just want to say that real quick because this video was shot a long time ago. But um, just to see a grown man react with such like, like I he he, I just love that he said, "Who said who said that? Who said sugar gay?" Like he's so like, <laughs> I need to find out. You are you 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 like he's never heard the joke before and like. Well, I will say this. Uh, I have not experienced any any sort of fame or fall from fame or you know uh, uh, a huge rise at the top, um, and then you know essentially try to to keep some re relevance, which he's he's actually done a fair job of. I like I said, I'm not a fan of the guy, but I'm not gonna sit there and go, oh, just because he still has frosted tips, the guy's a douchebag. Yeah, yeah I don't give head. a fuck because he never did that yeah. like Scott Stamp kind of bullshit where he's like, oh, I'm an artist, you know, I uh, yeah, I'm an artist. I, I you know, he just he knew what he was. He knew what his band was, just some pop band, and so he goes to like host red carpet things and. He had a like a bit part on the um, that show Hot Package that was on Hot Adult Swim for a short period of time. I think yeah. it was just one season. It was like a parody of Entertainment Tonight, and it was really funny because they have a hologram Mark McGrath, but then like his soul gets trapped in the hologram. So like every episode he comes out, he's like he introduces something, and then it just flashes to him in terror, like "Help me!" Ah! Like, and I thought it was uh, really funny for him to play along with such an absurd bit. Yeah, but so what I wanted to say is, is I, I just mostly, especially the last 
what, eight years of my life have dealt solely in the cover band thing. And I'll tell you what, uh, it, it, it is almost every single night that I would love to knock someone's lights out. Uh, it, it dealing with people and, and these aren't even people making fun of us. These are people who are like being fairly nice. They're just doing it in a way that is, it, it's almost become cliche. Um, there, there's the guy who, who, while we're setting up, he comes up to us and goes, Hey, what guy, what, what time are you guys playing? And, uh, what kind of music do you play? And, you know, after, the first time I was like, oh, you know, we play at nine o'clock and uh, we play whatever, you know, a uh, variety of hits, what, whatever band I was in at the time. Um, nowadays, I, I'm just like, yeah, we, we play at this time. We, you know, play a variety of hits in my head the whole time. I'm just like, go the fuck away. You're go the fuck away. Because essentially what that person then does is they go, oh, well, we're leaving right now. Have a good night, guys. Like, what was the point of bothering me while I was putting my shit together so I can play for people who are actually going to stay? So he can go over to his wife and be like, oh, sorry, babe, I was just uh, talking to the band real quick. Yeah, like I guess, like, there, there's, it, it almost as if they feel like, oh, hey, you know, these guys are here and uh, they definitely want someone to talk to them and, and validate their existence. I'm like, no, I want to be left the fuck alone right <laughs> yeah. now. I, they'll probably appreciate if I, if, if I uh, show a small amount of interest in what they're doing and then leave immediately. I heard bands love when you it's, do that. That is, that is, uh, yeah, it's probably one of the most annoying things anyone could do. Uh, the other thing is the people that show up and, and, and this band currently, I figured that I would never have to deal with this again because this band that I'm in currently, what we do is we have all the songs that we will play on a list and we pass those out to as many people as we can before we start playing. Now, those people will look at that list and then they'll go, hey, do you play Tom Sawyer by Rush? And we'll go, no, we don't, but we play a, there's 180 songs on the list. And we go, that we play all of those songs that are on that list and we'd be more than happy to play those for you, any one of those. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, but uh, we want to hear Sawyer by Rush. And we go, well, I'm sorry. And and also, you have to understand, this is while we're fucking playing. We are no, you know, this is past setup. This is, we are five songs into our first set. And someone goes, hey, can you play Tom Sawyer by Rush? And we're like, no, we, we don't know it. And they're like, uh, I think you do. Can you play it? And we go. If it's not on the list, we don't know it. And they go, okay, but could you also play Tom Sawyer by Rush? <laughs> and then they will sit there and they will scream out whatever song. There was uh, the band I was in previous to this one. There was a lady who wanted to hear some Stone Sour. <laughs> and she's like, do you know Looking Glass by Stone Sour? And we said, no, I'm sorry, we don't. Um, and then she said, it'd be yeah. a lot cooler if you did. Well, essentially, I mean, I'd really like to hear you guys play that song. And we're like, we don't know it. And she's like, oh, come on, you do. You do know it. And again, while we're playing, this isn't even while we're on our break. This is while we are playing. And then for the rest of the set, she sat there in between every song and screamed, Stone Sour! Oh, good Lord. 
Yeah, like I mean, it was a good thing that that lady own like it was one of the owners of the bar or whatever. Because I mean, otherwise, I would have given her a piece of my mind. Um, so I I I have to be on the side of Mark McGrath on this when you know you you get the hundredth kid who's like sugar gay. You are you you kind of want to knock his lights out. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm 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 not saying like he shouldn't be like. Who the fuck are you? What the fuck is your problem? Like, don't yeah. say that shit. Yeah, but also, it was just so funny. He just gets so red in the face. Like, like you, that moment when you piss off a sibling just too much. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> and you kind of want to, like, laugh and run away. Like, oh. <laughs> it's probably, that probably wasn't even the only time he heard it. I know, I know. It's just his reaction. It's just like, <laughs> wait, what? What did you say about my band um, he's so mad I, I saw, there's a really good uh uh reaction video to that um which is done by uh, cody co and uh noel miller um if anyone's interested in seeing the video you should you should really uh you know give some uh views over to cody co and, and his buddy noel miller um watch their their uh reaction to it it's it's pretty funny <laughs> Well, hell yeah, John. Um, you got anything else, man? That's it. Uh, I can't believe we did a uh, uh, an episode that mostly had to do with Mark McGrath. Yeah. Who <laughs> would have thought? That is the weirdest thing that I think uh, could have happened. I mean, it's is it still Halloween? Is this a spooky thing? <laughs> that was uh, weirder than that time that I woke up in the morning with a halo hanging from the corner of my four post bed. Oh, jeez, Yeah. Oh man. I just want to fly on out. So, uh, <laughs> if you have nothing else, I have nothing else. All right, everybody. Well, I guess that's the show for tonight. So, uh, uh tune in next week for our Icarus line, black lives at the golden coast review. Uh, give that a listen and tune in to see what we have to say about it. And if you want to leave a comment on any of the threads, I want to hear what you have to say about it. So, from me, from John, uh, we bid you a goodbye. Goodbye!